It's easy to get distracted. We've had a lot of things going on in the news lately. You can think of the Saints going 5-0 and without their starting quarterback under Teddy Bridgewater. They're now looking at a Super Bowl. LSU beat Alabama last night. In case you were sleeping under a rock, go Tigers. It's election season. There's been a lot of mudslinging. There's been a lot of political campaigns going around. It's easy to get distracted with that. And for those of you who maybe don't follow those things, last night at the Louisiana Showcase of Marching Bands, Lafayette High School's more than a decade-long campaign of being champions came to an end. So there's been a lot to be distracted with. And so the readings today invite us to simply keep the main thing the main thing. And the full quote is, the main thing is to keep the main thing the main thing. We hear about these distractions in the readings. And Paul hints at this main thing. He says that everlasting encouragement and good hope through his grace, these things point towards resurrection. We hear that in the first reading and in the gospel reading. The main thing is the resurrection. That's what we have to keep in mind. The resurrection is the main thing. We hear in 2 Maccabees, the hope God gives of being raised up by him. This means that resurrection was not a new concept, and even the gospel reading says that this goes back to Moses, this idea that God is the God of the living and not of the dead. So resurrection, it had been around, so it's amazing that we have this group of people called the Sadducees who just quite simply didn't believe in it, don't believe in resurrection. What are you living for if there's no resurrection? What's the point of us being here if there's no resurrection? Why even be a Christian if there's no resurrection? And so if we look at this gospel reading, we hear that the Sadducees are mocking Jesus. All right, This is a bit of a, a hyperbole. It's an extreme, exaggerated, worst-case scenario. You have a, a, a wife who marries seven brothers. All seven end up being childless with her. You see what they're doing here? They're trying to present a worst-case scenario. They're trying to get away from the idea that this is really about the resurrection. They're really just mocking Jesus. You see what they're trying to do? They're trying to get people distracted from the message that Christ is bringing. It's an exaggeration. But Jesus sees right through this, and he does this every single time. You know, we've been reading through Luke's gospel the last several weeks, and we have these cases where the Pharisees come up or the scribes come up. Here it's the Sadducees. And they're trying to distract people from the message that Christ brings. And the point is, they don't want, they're jealous in a sense. You know, here they are, they come, they, they have the superficiality, or we hear them being described as whitewashed tombs. You know, exteriorly, it looks like they're kind of doing everything. They're, they're so concerned with the law. But on the inside, they're not able to receive the message that Christ brings. They're trying to distract us. And we look at also in the first reading from Maccabees. They're they're, they're killing these brothers for not eating pork. Seems like a simple thing. Now, granted, we know now, and this came from through St. Peter in the Revelation and and Acts of the Apostles, that, that the Lord revealed to Peter, what I have made clean, you are not to deem unclean. That's why we can eat bacon nowadays. You had a bacon cheeseburger recently? I, I had one last night. So we have to keep that in mind as well. You know, but we look at this reading, it's a simple thing. They're, they're probably telling these brothers, like, just eat the pig. You know, you'll live. We'll let you stay alive. But just do this one simple thing. And they say, no, we will not defile ourselves. This is what our faith tells us to do. They have their eye on the prize. That's how they're able to do this. They're able to give up their lives because they're able to see the goal. 
They're able to see that the goal here is resurrection. And they specifically witness to that. They say that we're not going to give up the resurrection, but for you there may not be a chance of it. Because of the way you are asking us to live, because of the way you conduct your own lives. What a witness. And that's what the saints do for us. You think of all the martyrs we've had, you know, that they're asked to do very simple things sometimes. And I think of, especially of the Japanese martyrs. When the Jesuits were evangelizing Japan, the Japanese people were asked to just like step on an image of, of Christ or the Blessed Mother, and they wouldn't even do that. They're just saying, like, just step on a picture. All right? It's a wooden image. Just step on it. If, just think of it as a wooden image and step on it. And the Japanese martyrs said, no, we will not do that. They would not sacrifice this promise of resurrection. And so the question for us today is, do our lives witness to that promise of resurrection? So easy sometimes when we think about evangelizing that we sometimes thwart the Lord's efforts to evangelize through us simply because of small things that we do. Things that we say, you know, it's the little things sometimes, you know. It's constantly asking the Lord, like, how do you want me to live that witnesses to the resurrection? You know, do I bring about this culture of life? And I'm not just talking about abortion here, but this culture of life versus the culture of death. We kill each other by things that we do. It might not be like a physical death, but we kill each other. We kill our reputations. We kill each other personally by things that we do. Things like gossip, even. It's so easy to do that, you know. And I know up and down the bayou, news travels very quickly. Gossip is probably the, the cardinal sin of, of, of the bayous. But things like that, you know, it, we have to constantly be asking ourselves, what are, especially that one thing, I think we all personally have that one thing that we keep doing that keeps messing up our efforts to bring others to Christ. You know, and I'm preaching here first to myself because I'm the same way. You know, we're all in this together. Right? We all have like that one fault. Can we identify that fault? Can we sit here today and think about what's that one thing that stops me from witnessing to the resurrection? What's that one thing that stops others because of me from others coming to Christ? Are we being distractions like the Sadducees? You know, you think about why we come to Mass also. You know, and I think of, of, of football with this sometimes. You know how you have the quarterback and, and you think of the movie The Blind Side. You have the tackle whose job is to protect the quarterback's blind side. All right? We have to be like the quarterback. We have to set our eyes on the goal. We see our receiver going downfield. He's going to get the touchdown. We've got to throw it to him. But you have somebody who's coming that we can't see and blindsides us. That's what these distractions do. Can we keep our eye on the goal? Can we trust that the Lord is going to help us with this? If we let the Lord be the tackle and he helps us to, to, to keep our eyes on the goal, to keep our eyes on him, we'll do fine. But if we don't allow him to help us get rid of distractions, that's when we mess up. You know, so we come here into Mass. You know, what reasons do we come here for? Do we come here because the liturgy is beautiful? Do we come here because the music is pretty? And the, the music here has always been fantastic. I've always loved the choir here and I miss it whenever I've been gone the last five years. So things like that, you know, um, or do we come here because we receive Christ in the Eucharist, that we hear his word here and we receive him in sacrament? Can we keep our eyes? Can we see that as the goal in what we do here? And then does that make a difference when we walk out those doors, when we pull out the parking lot, you know? Are we, you know, are we sheep here in the church and then we become lions when we leave the parking lot and someone cuts you off trying to get out of here, you know? What are those distractions? Can we identify them? Can we call to mind and say, I realize this is a distraction. Lord, help take it away from me.
And all we have to do is ask. It's not a complicated thing. You know, we, we I think, get so caught up in all the distractions that we just kind of forget to ask. Like, Lord, help. I'm weak. I can't do this by myself, you know. Help me to see past these distractions, to call them for what they are. Help me to be able to see you clearly and continue to witness to your resurrection. That's what matters. That's the goal. We have to keep Christ as the goal. If we do that, we'll be fine. If we do that, we'll reach that resurrection.